The man, the myth, the legend. If you want truth, people, you're about to get truth. As Sean Whalen joins Cooperville Live, my friend, how are you doing, sir? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm just pulling over here. Give me two seconds. I caught. I came on during Murder Hornets. What did I miss, man? Do you remember? It sounded really fucking exciting. Remember when Murder Hornets were like the thing after 15 days to flatten the curve? It was like, oh shit, now we have Murder Hornets, and then that story kind of automatically went away, strangely. There's I, always something, bro. There's yeah. always a uh, a tantalizing story to keep the sheep grazing. They're starting to reintroduce the murder hornet uh, thing now, saying that they're no, no kidding. No, yeah, it's coming back. They're apparently in the state of Washington, British Columbia. They're they're trying to to find ways to re put them in some other area instead of making their way through the state. So now we have murder hornets back on the list of things to uh, keep an eye on. Be for. afraid of. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Strange how that works, isn't it? It's uh, people are easily distracted. They're easily led astray. It seems like if there's not a story in the news that has some fear to it, then the news day isn't complete. They always have to have something to say, hey, here's a good story, but by the way, watch out because you could die by murder hornet or not wearing a mask or you know, boulders falling from the sky. The end is always in sight. Yep. Well, the truth is, I mean, fear is one of the greatest motivators, to be really candid. It's uh, one, of, one of the greatest uses of fear ever uh was with religion mm. i mean it's been around since the dawn of creation and uh if you can get people to be afraid then uh, you'll get them to give you their money and cover their face and do whatever the hell else you want them to do it is something that i, I had a, a doctor on a couple of weeks ago we talked about this thing called fear theory and we, we established that it's not really a theory but they're using it in marketing and obviously politics has been using it for uh for eons i think the biblical reference to it or religion references to it is how they use, if you don't do this, then this happens. If you don't do X, then Y happens. If you don't. You, you know, one you yeah. have three minutes to buy or else the deal goes up, you know, mm. buy now or you might not going to get it, you know, pay your money, put your money into the basket, repent, or you might go to hell, like put this mask on or you might die. I mean, it's, it's, it's the single greatest motivator mm. known to man. You want to get somebody to do something, Cause him some serious fear. Well, Sean Whalen is uh, is on the program, and I'm super excited to talk to you about about so many things. But uh, the one thing I, I love about you, and I think that why you resonate with uh, with me and with uh, with you know millions of people around the world who follow your social media content, and obviously with the lines not cheap thing, rocking the OG today, feeling good about life with the OG on. But there's no, you are the most honest person I think that is speaking their truths on social media because it's not just the good stuff. It's not just, hey, look at the success of my business, uh, beautiful family, we're going out and doing stuff. But you also bring up the trials and tribulations that you've been through in life, uh, the highs and lows, the, the, the great stories, and then the fall, and then the rise again, and really all doing it, uh, now doing it in the way that this is how you want to live your life, and this is how you make decisions based on how you want to live your life. And I think that is one of the most inspiring things because you don't, you, a lot of people out there flaunting, the, flaunting their money around, they're flaunting their Lamborghinis around, they're flaunting their, their fancy stuff around, and they're not speaking, they're just saying, look how great it is. You come out and you say, look, sometimes it sucks, 
but you have yeah. to get through that part of it. I think that's the one of the amazing things about you is your your truth and honesty and and bringing the bringing the word to people. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I found um, a number of years ago as I shared a post that the very first one of mine that went viral. Um, you know, it was it was dark. It was about my divorce. It was depression. It was really, really, really um, heavy. And it was mm. interesting because um, I noticed two things that happened after that post. Number one, I felt better. It was like I felt lighter by sharing real shit, mm. not just the airy fairy or the fluffy, but like real shit. Um, and the second thing is I realized how many people resonated with it, like millions and millions and millions of people resonated with this post. And it was kind of like, I consider myself a fairly smart fellow and I'm sitting there going, all right, if I feel better, naturally I want to feel better and continue to feel better. So I might as well just keep sharing shit that helps me feel better, which just happened to be my truth and mm -hmm. darkness and up and down and everything else in between. But, you know, from a marketing perspective and, and connecting with people and growing with people, I was like, man, that's, that's a hell of a lot easier than trying to come up with some slick messaging. Why don't you just tell them who the fuck you really are and what you're really all about? And literally for the last five years, six years, it's just been this process that I've been in, in, in personally just continuing to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just share all of it. And, um, it connects to a, a vast wide audience and, uh, it's a really cool experience. There's, there's an amazing thing that you do that, um, in watching your content and, and following along with, which, which is amazing. If, if you're not following Sean on the social medias, do so because you will, you will get a daily dose, if not multiple times a day with, uh, quality insight of just in perspective on life, how to raise your kids, how to treat your partner, um, all, all these great informative things about life. But what I've seen you do is there's trolls everywhere. And, and I, I always call them the angry faces. They get on their computer, they're just angry all the time, and they just type because they're pissed off. They're not even sure why they're pissed off, but they're pissed off about stuff. But you come, you will reply to those comments with, like, really slick inside things. Like, there's people calling you out for, you know, way to flaunt your money around, you know, act like you've been there before. And you're like, dude, I <laughs> when I acted like I was before I had money, I didn't have it. You know, I yeah, act well, this way because this is who I am now. You drop truth bombs on people in the comments, too. It, 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 look, if I tell you about something, you're going to call me a liar, mm. right? If I tell you, hey, I made a million dollars this year, ah, you're a fucking liar. Well, then if I show you, then I'm bragging. Mm. So which is it, right? You know, if, if, I, if I tell you that I'm in great shape, well, yeah, whatever, whatever. If I take my shirt off, then I'm bragging. It's like I realized a long time ago as social media continued to grow for me that, like, the reality is people are going to judge me no matter what. Mm. And this is something I didn't understand for a while. Like I wanted to like have everybody like me. Everybody wants to be liked by everybody. But I realized like if, if I'm rich, people are going to judge me and be like, oh, well, you, you're a snake oil salesman. Mm. If I'm poor, it's because I'm a lazy piece of shit, right? If I'm fat, it's because I'm undisciplined and I, I, I lack motivation. Well, if I'm ripped, it's because I'm taking drugs and I'm on steroids. So right. all of a sudden, I step back, I'm like, well, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, some asshole is going to have something to say about it. So why not just do the shit that I want to do anyway, seeing that no matter where I go, I'm going to be judged. Why not just do the shit I want to do and have a good time doing it? And that's literally the course that I've been on. And, and literally, no matter what I post, if I post a picture of my dogs, people mm. be like, oh, he fucking hates cats. I'm like, <laughs> no, motherfucker, I just like my dogs. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, really, really funny how it all works. It's going to be, that has to be the best feeling uh, for you. And you kind of spoke on that a little bit is that you're 
just being you. And that is freeing because you don't see a lot of that in the social media world, which is apparently where people try to live their lives is, is in this, uh, this digital right. platform, but you're just out doing you and to hell with whatever people say, because they're going to talk shit either way. Well, I think people are, you know, people are trying to fit in, right? We all want to be liked. We all want to be accepted. I get that. Mm -hmm. We all feel that way. But the reality is so many people are trying to do shit. That's not real. It's not mm -hmm. authentic. And I, I hate that word and it pounces around and everybody talks about it, but like everybody's trying to fit in someplace that they don't fit in. They're trying to be somebody that they're not. They're trying to say shit that they don't believe. They, they don't even know why they believe what they believe. And so I kind of show up and question the norm. You know, I grew up as Catholic. Mm. Um, my, my mom joined the Mormon church. I joined the Mormon church. I served a Mormon mission. Right. And so I was an ordained minister for two years. Like I've studied the Bible. I've read the Bible forward and backward front, you know, and so many people want to argue and debate and, and all this other shit. And when you find yourself in a place, I bring up religion just because this is like a very sex, money, politics, religion, mm. you know, these are all the co topics that we are not supposed to talk about that I just happen to talk about nonstop, <laughs> but it's like, People get so fucking pissed off and so fired up when I just ask simple questions. Mm. And it's really interesting because typically people will do that when they don't know. You know, we fear what we don't know. And if somebody doesn't know why they believe what they believe or doesn't know why they do what they do or say what they say, anytime something comes into question, they freak the fuck out because yeah. that causes them to be uncomfortable. And so something that I believe in and something that I'm all about in my own life is getting more uncomfortable. Like the more uncomfortable I get, the more I learn, mm. the more I go into conversations in, in, in rooms of people that are much smarter than me. Yeah. It's uncomfortable when you're talking about widgets and gizgits and gizmos and gasmos, and I don't know anything about it, but I'm fucking learning. Mm. And if I'm learning, I'm growing. And so for me, you know, Working out is uncomfortable. It's not like, yeah, you know what? Let me go have my trainer beat the shit out of me for an hour. It sounds like fantastic. No, it sounds fucking miserable and it's uncomfortable. But the benefit is you get ripped mm. and you look fantastic with your shirt off, right? It's uncomfortable building a business and, and trying to bring in employees and scaling and growing. But it, the benefit is that you get to live a life that you really fucking enjoy and you can have abundance financially. So getting uncomfortable doing uncomfortable shit is what leads you to the other side. It's what brings you to knowledge. It's what brings you to wisdom. It's what brings you to wealth and health. Mm. So for me, my entire game is like, you should be asking more questions. Like you shouldn't be offended by somebody asking you a question. You should be asking yourself more questions. Mm. You know, you've, you've done so much in your life, you know, real estate and huge success at a young age, uh, you know, some downfall with the uh, with the housing collapse of 2008, um, and then kind of this this line's not cheap thing. I, I was listening to a, a story that you were telling about it. Is that you you figured out what you were driven by, like your passion? You know the the phrase "line's not cheap," and it, it, it again for for me it was immediately an attraction. Like it was immediate. I, I saw that I saw the hat or I saw the shirt, and I'm like, yeah, I fucking get it. Like I, I especially now. I get what right. this man is saying. I get what he stands for, and I believe in all the things. But you kind of left the housing stuff and went full in on this project because this is what you love. Like this, this brand, this message, this—I'll call it a movement—has uh, right. really 
become your your passion project into like this it's almost its own entity now because it's not it, obviously it is it's the it's the apparel company it's you know the lion's den with the coaching it's the uh you know the lion's not cheap experience it's all of these things that define really your beliefs the things that you believe in and it's got to feel good to wake up every day and the success of the company over the course of of a year is is insane and that's that goes to show you if you put the work in if you find right. the right people like shit gets done and people can do it but you got to wake up every day and just and be i know you're a gratitude guy i know you get up every day and say this is i'm fucking i'm so thankful for all the things i have in my life but you got to feel yeah. good about being able to wake up and do the things that you love in with the people that you love and and help spread this word of what lines not cheap is really all about yeah, it feels good, man. I mean, you know, I was in real estate for 20 years and, and did really, really, really well, like you said. And, and a number of years ago, um, I just wasn't vibing with it anymore. Mm. And it wasn't that I wasn't good at it. Like, even though I, I went through some some craziness when the market crashed, I was still making a lot of money and still doing well. Um, but I remember sitting down with one of my buddies and and I was trying to understand how to buy apartment complexes. I wanted to go from all my single family homes, which I flipped almost 4,000 properties mm. to um, apartment complexes and, and commercial deals. And uh, I remember sitting down with them and, and kind of explaining this to him and, and him saying like, you know, let me be candid with you. You need to ride the wave. I said, what do you mean? He's like, people love you. They love lions, not sheep. They love the brand. They resonate with it. It connects with people. Mm. And what people don't realize is that I, I went through my divorce and my bankruptcy and the whole thing. And had a midlife crisis, whatever the fuck a midlife crisis is, mm. that's pretty much what I had. And, you know, leaving your business, leaving your marriage, you know, sticking your head up your ass, trying to figure out who you are. That's exactly where I was. And and uh, coming out of this, like the name Kate just popped into my brain. And and it was one of those things where it was like it bounced around in my brain for a couple of days, like lines and not sheep, lines and not sheep, lines and not sheep. And to me, it just became a personal mission. It just became like my mantra. Like, look, you got two choices, Sean. I had lived most of my life as a sheep. Mm. I followed what I was supposed to do. I did the right thing. I built the business. I had the family. I went to church. I did the whole gig. And and I ended up almost blowing my brains out when mm. I was 31 years old, like literally almost killing myself. And so I just, I made that declaration. Like I'm going to literally, like literally visualizing a lion. I mean, the, the, the lion laying in the jungle, he doesn't give a fuck. Mm. He does whatever he wants whenever he wants. When he wants to eat, he goes and kills something and he eats. When he wants to fuck, he gets up and he goes and he fucks. When he wants to take a nap, he takes a nap. Mm. He doesn't ask anybody for jack shit. He does whatever the fuck he wants. And it, I realized, like, I've got two choices. Like, I can do the shit that really burns inside of me, that I enjoy, that I, I find pleasure in, that I find peace in, that I find happiness in. Or I can try and appease everybody else. And I tried to appease everybody else most of my life, and it led me to, to this place. Mm. Now I'm going to try it this way. And ever since then, man, it's just, it literally started with one t-shirt. Um, and I made the t-shirt for me. Mm. And it was funny because as social media grew, I was wearing the t-shirt on social media one day and somebody left, sent me a message and said, Hey, how do I, how do I get one of those shirts? And I called my buddy who made the shirt for me. I'm like, uh, somebody wants to buy a fucking shirt. How do I sell my shirt? I never, I never sold apparel before. I didn't know anything about it. And you know, it just, it created ripples from there. And, and I think, What's really cool to me is, is, is I'm out and about somebody will come up and say, Hey, what is, you know, what does your shirt mean? It says lions, not sheep. I'm like, well, what do you think it means? Mm. And 
nine out of 10 times it's somebody saying, well, to be, you know, to live a lot, to be a lion, not a sheep. And that's exactly what it is. Mm. So it's, it's, it started as like my own personal kind of 2.0 coming out of the divorce, coming out of the bankruptcy and to now see it spread the way that it is and to literally have millions of followers and, and hundreds of thousands of, of people that are commenting and sharing and literally tens of thousands of clients that have bought the apparel or the hat or the shirt or whatever, whatever it's, it's, it's extremely humbling at the same time. It's super, super exciting. It pushes me. It motivates me, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's branched off too. You know, I mentioned the lion's den, which is, uh, you know, you're do consulting for, uh, for entrepreneurs and, and badasses all over the place. And then you have the, the lion's not sheep experience, which, uh, which sounds like something that every man should go through. <laughs> it feels like we'd be we'd be amongst better company if everybody went through that experience. And are you are you starting to take? Uh, I think what did I see quarter quarter two and quarter four. You're looking uh, for applications. Or you're it's very selective though. It's very selective. It's very very selective. The lines on sheep experience. It's a it's a three day experience with me here in Utah. Mm. Uh, it's extremely um, physical emotional, psychological, spiritual. Um, it's basically a three day immersion experience. Uh, and, uh, it's quite, quite, quite light life changing. So I went through an experience like that years ago and kind of reformulated it and added some things to it. And, and, uh, we now have the experience. So yeah, we'll be opening up applications for it, uh, here fairly soon for, uh, uh, Q2, Q3 and Q4 events. So we've done uh, nine of them now. Mm. Uh, had, over a hundred men come through over the last couple of years, last five years. And it's a pretty spiritual, phenomenal experience. It's life-changing. Do you feel, uh, the, the men who make it through and come out the other side and you see that change, is there, is there a bond there being a part of, you know, their life-changing experience, you know, when they have these realizations and they go through the experience do you feel uh, that do you feel like you're bonded with them for life? This these group of men that have come through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to war. Yeah. Right. You're, except the enemies yourself. Like mm. what what we're dealing with right now in our culture and our society. I mean, there's there's more men committing suicide than ever before in the history of this country, including the Great Depression. A lot of people don't know that. If you stop, you say, well, why is that? Right. It's not because there's a lack of money. There's mm. money everywhere. There's rich people everywhere. There's people starting businesses and making money. Like it's not because there's a lack of hot chicks and pussy. Like you go down to your neighborhood bar and freaking get some ass if you really want to. Right. Mm. It's, it's not for any of that. It's, it's not because there's a lack of something. It's literally, we're, we're, we're dealing with it, a reality where men literally don't know how to tell the truth. Mm. We've been programmed not to, I was programmed not to. So I did what I was supposed to do and followed the cultural norms and societal norms. And I tried to fit inside the box and be a dad and be a business owner and be an entrepreneur and do all these things that I was supposed to do. And all the while, like inside, it was like this caged animal. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing all this for? And then I ended up having this midlife crisis. Mm. And as I went through this experience, I realized like I was just a liar. Mm. I just lied. Right. And it's, it's a really, really wild experience to stop and think about it. Like why it is that we're dealing with so much chaos in our marketplace and, and especially with men. Mm. And it's truthfully because we're supposed to be this and we're supposed to talk like this. And this is what normal is and what, what the cultural and societal acceptance is. And so you've got these men who are wanting to be fucking men 
who have been sedated and programmed to be little fucking boys, mm. little children. You know, our woman, our queen, and our girlfriends, our, our, our wives want us to fucking lead. And we're these sedated little puppies asking for permission from everybody for everything. And it's, it's, it's literally causing men to just, the only option is to kill themselves. It's fucking insane. We become mm. sedated. We become um, addicted to drugs, to porn, to business, to money, to a lot of different things. And it's a wild, wild, wild time right now because there's this like separating, if you will, as the, as the good book says, the wheat from the chafe and, you know, being a sedated little puppy doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve mm. your family. You feel like a trapped animal. And so the experience is, is literally this opportunity for men to experience what it's like to be fucking real mm. and to put all the cards out there and to be stripped figuratively speaking, completely fucking naked. And that's where I was terrified to go myself. I was afraid to talk about that. I was scared. I was afraid to talk about fears. I was afraid to talk about anxiety. I was afraid to talk about my carnal desires as a man. I was afraid to talk about who the fuck I really was. And so I said nothing mm. to anybody. You know, we, you bring back the religion conversation. Like we, we shun people for talking about sex and carnal desires yet we're literally like not too far off from fucking literally baboons, right? We think we're so mm. smart because we have microphones and cell phones and we drive these fucking cars. Yet the reality is that if mankind literally like had a power outage, think this through for two seconds. We think we're so fucking smart and so evolved because we're men mm. and we're, 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 we're flying to the moon. If the power went out, bro, the power, something as simple as electricity, 80% of the global population would be dead in six months. Right. Think about this for two seconds. Look at what just happened in Texas. The power went out for two fucking days and everybody lost their fucking shit. Mm. Two days. If the power went out, half the global population, 75, 80% of the global population would be dead. But what would happen to the animal kingdom? They'd fucking thrive. Yep. Because us assholes would be gone. So think that through for two seconds from a very primal, carnal reality. We think that we're smart, but perhaps we're the dumbest fucking creatures out there. Perhaps this societal norm and this expected reality that we're supposed to be living in is what's literally driving us to drink and to pop pills and to fucking lie and to cheat because we just can't fucking be ourselves. We can't talk about certain things because... Oh, we'll be labeled a fucking pig or we're labeled a misogynist or we're labeled this. Fuck that shit, man. Mm. My entire reality, my entire mission with Lions Not Sheep is helping people be fucking true. Helping men be men. Lead the life that they want to fucking lead. Not their church, not their mommy or their daddy or their, their, their friends or their wife or anybody. Mm. Like, who the fuck are you? What burns inside of you? What do you want? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? What do you aspire to? What do you want to say? Cool. Go do that shit. And, and, and the beauty of the lions, not sheep experience is that people get to see someone like me who's been through this and done it, do it. Mm. And that's really what's what, what I love the most about the experience. Not only that, but lions, not sheep is people are starting to wake up and say, and, and really grab onto the reality. Like this is my life. I got one fucking shot at this. And if I continue to be miserable and live in this shitty existence because I'm so worried about being judged or worried about the church or worried about mommy and daddy or worried about my job, 
I'm just going to be this miserable fuck who ends up dead, doing nothing, living nothing, seeing nothing, experiencing nothing. Hmm. I think that there's so much truth in that. And even with the, the technology that we have, I know you've touched on this in some of your posts and stuff is like, instead of utilizing the, the resources that we have to educate, to learn more, to, you know, tr- trust me, I got survival kits and guns and shit. Like we're, we're, <laughs> we're prepared, uh, for, uh, for any, you know, either alien invasion or zombie apocalypse or power shutdown. You know what, what, after the murder, after murder hornets, we'll see. The aliens are up there going, look at those. Sh- look, 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 look. <laughs> on earth. Where in the- I wish they come though. I'd be like, yo, take me first, man. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> Let me see, how fast can this thing go? Let's, uh, let's try it out. Uh, do have to say congratulations on your, uh, your recent nuptials. Uh, congratulations on, uh, the marriage. I know that was, well, uh, the amazing story, and I think the fact that you guys, you and Sax, are doing a podcast now, I mean, I, I've shared that thing more just because of how how that is, that's how it should be fucking done. That is how having a conversation with your significant other, with your lover, that's how it should happen. It should be real and honest and blunt. And you guys, I mean, so far, I mean, in five or six episodes, you guys have covered all of the bases. <laughs> and and told the story. I mean, you know the the Budapest dick. I mean, we got that shit figured out. Uh, the, uh, but I think there's a there's a real and rawness to that. Yeah, it's been really fun, man. I mean, getting married, being a you know 42 year old single guy, and and doing well, and having a business, and having a family and stuff. Like you know, there's a lot of guys in my space that are just in this eternal hamster wheel of mm. you know fear and anger and resentment and you know this idea that the grass is always greener and there's a lot of women in this space that are scarred and hurt from their past and all this sort of stuff. And so this whole dating thing, just, it is what it is. I mean, you have to go through it. Uh, but I mean, I've been, I've been divorced for 11 years, almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Saxony and I coming together when we did was really, really, really cool. We just both went to work on ourselves, like really intensely. And, uh, and it led to us, you know, being together. And so, we would, we would literally like sit in the bathtub at night and we'd have these two, three, four hour conversations about shit. And I'm like, we should make this a podcast. Mm. Like we talk about this stuff. Cause we, we both have, we're both very open, both very candid. We don't have a whole lot of fear around having conversations and talking about private shit and, mm. and, and, and intimate shit. You know, it's like we're growing as adults, man. If, if, if you say the word penis and it makes you go, and you're 40 something, <laughs> got a fucking problem, bro. Right. Time to grow. I time to cut the course for mommy and like be a fucking grown up, you know, but, uh, it's really been a fun experience, but it's also very, very, uh, it's, it's difficult in a way, you know, cause you are public and you're open with your lover and, and the commitment that we both made. We're like, if we do this, like we're all in, there's no topic that's off limits. Like we're going to put everything into this. Cause there's a lot of people struggling. I mean, half of the marriages are ending in divorce. 51% of all marriages end up divorce. And so, there's a real, in my opinion, there's a real need for these kinds of conversations where, you know, it's not formulated to try and appease one or the other. It's like we talk about everything. We talk about our fears. We talk about our anxieties. We talk about, I mean, co-parenting and blending families. She's got two kids. I have three. You know, she does well financially. I do well financially. How do we work together? How do we build together? You know, what's our sex life like? What's our what are our conversations like? How do we communicate? What do we do? And, you know, I feel like we're, we're both (laughs) 
it sounds funny, but I feel like we're both pretty fucking normal average people mm. that just have figured out a way to make this work. Like I love to just sit on the back deck and smoke a cigar and, and drink a whiskey with my buddies. Right. I love to kick it with my kids. I love sleeping in on a Saturday. I love going to the gym. I love, you know, hunting and, and, you know, fighting and MMA and UFC. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty normal fellow. She loves stones and crystals and hippy dippy shit and whatever, whatever <laughs> it's. And so I, I really do feel like a lot of people can relate to us because we just are relatable. We just kind of put it all out there and, and uh, it's challenging, but it's really, really, really fun. I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it and I feel like we're literally just getting started, which is, which is really cool. I think it's relatable. And I think you have a lot of listeners that go, Oh shit. Like this is how we should have conversation instead of, we talked about fear in the open and, and how people are, uh, yeah. are scared and how you, you know, how you were raised and again, raised Catholic as well. So, I mean, it was, you know, here is how you behave. Here's what you talk about. Here's what you don't talk about. And even in a relationship with somebody who you're supposed to be able to st- tell ev- everything to and be completely forthright and honest with, like there's this burned in fear that you have of having the kind of conversations that you and her are having. But I think people listening to that and going, Oh shit. Like that's, I feel like if we talk that way, our relationship, our lives, our businesses, our parenting, the way we operate as human beings would improve tenfold. And I think even just giving people that little, that nugget of information, like you can have these conversations, like it's okay to talk about things that make you uncomfortable yeah, because you feel like you shouldn't be able to talk about them. I feel I'm, I've shared that, like I said, that podcast with people that I'm like, you need to fucking listen to this and and take take the information and put it into your life. Go, oh my god, how much better am I going to feel when I can come home and have a great conversation with yeah. with my significant other? And instead of being like, and even the space thing, you guys talked about, like you can come home from a shitty day, and and it doesn't have to. She can be like cool. You're having a shitty day. She doesn't take it in on her and vice versa. If she's having a shitty day, you don't take it into your space and you kind of give each other the appropriate uh, length of time to go work through it. And when you want to conversate about it, we can get there. And there's, there's, there's a thing that you had said, I know you've said this in multiple things, Um, being impeccable to your word, being impeccable to your word is uh, as a phrase I've heard you say several times. I want you just to kind of, how do you implement that wisdom into your day-to-day in a world where you're, like I said, when you're growing up, you're told not to, you're told to, I'm going to say told to lie, but you're told to kind of be, be this certain. Told to, you're, you're programmed to, to not say what you want to say. You're programmed to say the things that are acceptable. They won't offend anybody. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz wrote one of the best books ever written in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, the four agreements and the number one agreement in there is to be impeccable with your word. Mm. And I truly believe if you listen to like Jordan Peterson and a lot of other, you know, scholarly people, I truly believe that that the truth like solves everything. Like mm. a lack of communication causes war. Over communicating and abundance of communication com- communication ends the war. Mm. And so for me, I look at it from the stance like I lived both sides of the coin. I I think the reason Saxony and I do so well together is because we were so fucking broken Mm. and so fucked up for so long that we did things so ass backwards and had a lot of pain through that that we're like you know what i'm over that shit i'm done with that shit i'm going over here and god willing you know somebody else is over here and, and is down to roll with me i think that's truly why she and i connect 
and are as as powerful together as we are because we did it so wrong for so long you know and so for me you know talking to her and saying are you good and she's like yeah i'm good most of my life i'd be like oh are you sure like let's mm. talk about this like i don't like the way you said that or are you i, I, don't, I don't really know where now mm. she's like i'm good i'm like cool and i just keep going and and i have complete and 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 utter confidence and trust in her and her word and she and mine and that came truthfully from doing it wrong and being a liar i spent a lot of my life as a liar mm. i spent a lot of my life acting like a fucking baby where you know my i would tell my my woman yeah i'm good and then i'd be over there pouting like man i wish she would come over and help me and yeah, a lot of dudes do that yeah. women do this fucking thing you know we're shitty communicators because we lie instead of just saying you know what i'm really fucking pissed right now here's why here's what i'm gonna go do about it and and I truly believe, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot and I really enjoy him. He's like, truth is the single greatest remedy to every ailment on earth. It's the single greatest remedy. So you name the problem, truth solves it, mm. right? But what we do as human beings in our cultural and and because we're, we don't want to offend anybody, we lie. So it's like, we, case in point, you know, you go into a therapist Right. A lot of people don't want to go to a therapist because they think there's something wrong. They think there's something broken. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. I have to go to this therapist. Mm. Well, we go into a therapist and we have a broken leg. Right. Maybe it's maybe leg stands for your broken heart or you lied or you cheated or you were, you know, you, you were unfaithful or you stole or whatever it is. Say, Doc, my my, you know, you have, you have this broken leg, but you say, Doc, my head hurts. And so this therapist is going to work on your head and feel your head and touch your head and massage your head and run all these fucking scans on your head and tests on your head. And they're like, oh, I think I know the problem. Here's your here's your pills for your problem. And then you're going, oh, thanks, doc. Look, everybody, I got my head fixed. Mm. Well, the truth is your leg's still fucking broken, but you're too embarrassed to say it. And so you leave and the, the pills help for five minutes, but then you realize, oh, shit, my leg's still broken. So then you go to another therapist or another doctor or another guru or you read another book or you make another Instagram post or Facebook post and talk about your woes and all this other bullshit. And, and Jordan Peterson kind of circles back and says the reality is like when you just walk in and say I got a broken fucking leg and you can deal with the broken leg, mm -hmm. but we don't as a culture. And so we lie. And even like when people say, well, I don't say the truth because it'll hurt people's feelings. You're lying. Mm. And by lying, you're making your world, your connection, your relationships worse. And this is what people don't understand is like a lot of people say I'm an asshole and I'm super blunt. I'm super abrasive because I speak my word. I speak my truth. This is how I feel. This is what I believe. This is what's inside of me. I didn't ask you for your permission. I don't give a fuck if you believe me or agree with me or not. Mm. This is me. And it triggers the shit out of some people. And what they would rather have is a watered down, altered, manipulated version so that they felt comfortable. And really what they're saying is lie to me mm. so that I'm not uncomfortable. This is what we're doing in our marriages. This is what we're doing with our children. We're bubble wrapping the fuck out of our kids, wondering why they're killing themselves, wondering why they're doing drugs, wondering why they're so fucking depressed. Mom and dad, it's because you're fucking lying to them. Because you and your, your significant other are lying. Because you're lying. And without question, without question, 
the single greatest thing that we have in our arsenal to diffuse any situation, repair any relationship, build any relationship, make any amount of money, connect with our children, get in shape is truth. Yeah. Truth bombs right there from Sean Whalen. Uh, the book is called How to Get Shit Done. If you haven't read that, go and pick it up. It's on Amazon. Uh, a lot of truth bombs in that one, too. I got my copy coming uh, in the mail. It was uh, it, it's, it's a great bargain. It's a great bargain, people. <laughs> it was like six bucks, I think, on uh, on Amazon to get a, get a copy of Sean's book. Uh, Linesnotcheap.com is the website. Follow Sean on all the social medias. Dude, I want to say thank you so much for the time. I, like as, a, as somebody who's uh, read into the, the words, Lions Not Sheep, uh, who gets the same a lot of the same comments when I go out in public, uh, what, is, what does it mean? I'm like, what does it mean to you? Like, well, <laughs> and, and usually I can't see them because their face is covered up. And I'm like, this is what it means to me. We went, we went out, and uh, we were a little upset because we went to Walmart on on Sunday. They didn't have their patio furniture set up, so we couldn't do uh, the Sean and Sachs uh, patio furniture Home Depot thing. But we, we great were, man, it was a good good time. And it looks like it looks like it started a trend too. I saw a bunch of other people posting stuff about, hey, we're hanging out here doing our our uh, Saturday ritual, and I think it's going to be a, like every Saturday, people should get together and go hang out at their local uh, Home Depot and. Thing. I think we're going to make it a thing. I think the friends joined. There was snacks. I mean, it's it amazing. Yeah. But uh, but thank you for uh, for taking the time out for, for responding to have, uh, being on the show and uh, and for the inspiration, man. Every day you 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 know remind me that there's there's important things when it comes to being a man and being uh, being a partner and being a father. And uh, and I take all the things that you say to heart, and uh, it's it's making me a better person. And hopefully, people who are watching this and now following your content will uh, will do the same, and uh, and eventually we'll be in a in a better place uh, in the world. But I appreciate you, man. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks, man. Right, take care of yourself. Sean Whalen, everybody, on Bye. Cooperville Live. That just happened, man.